Simon. Sam. Hello. Good morning. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good, man. How are you? Amazing. Just freaking hell, this year must end now. Okay. Is a, is I want to a... go be on the beach with the other monkeys. Are the other monkeys <laughs> on the beach? Yeah. I haven't noticed them Dude. yet. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, so have you cheered up a bit since last week? So much, so much. I halved my dose of Champix and I'm no longer an insane human being. It's quite a nice thing. I halved my dose of Champix and doubled my dose of cigarettes and now I'm happy again. (laughs) Nope, still no cigarettes. It's amazing. Yay, good. Hey, I'm proud of you, man. Uh, Thanks. Quitting smoking is the right thing to do. Yeah, and freaking hard. Uh, yeah, no, but it's it's amazing having gone through the last couple of weeks of oh wow, medication to your brain mm-hmm. can actually make you crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? You said no to drugs, Sam. And then I said yes to another kind of drug. Yay! <laughs> Which was far worse. Yay anyway. for drugs. Mm. And uh, and how's that changed the worksies? Uh, what the the lack of nicotine? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, really. just the mood, the mood improvements. Oh yeah, I'm yelling at less at fewer people, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, less Captain Grumpy Pants. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, much, nobody much likes nobody Grumpy likes Captain Grumpy Pants. <laughs> Not even Captain Grumpy Pants. Everybody likes, likes Captain, Grumpy Captain Grumpy Pants. Happy Pants. Happy pants. Yes. Mm. So what else has been happening this week since uh, oh. you, at the bu- you weren't at the bookmarks because you're not in Cape no, Town. No, no. I don't know. You, you've got to go to the bookmarks like once or twice in your life. Uh, but that's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. You didn't go either this year, did you? Uh, I didn't go to the bookmarks this year. I kind of feel the same way you do, I think. Uh, although yeah. everybody was there because there's literally mm. a bookmark award for everything. Yeah. Uh, from like <laughs> nicest hue I've read in a pixel to yeah, yeah. Um, well best armchair stance. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent there's, clicking technique. <laughs> you can win a bookmark for anything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> the way I'm wearing my underpants right now would probably get me a bookmark <laughs> if I bothered to enter. Uh, yeah. Or something. Hey, it's a great award ceremony. I had fun. I hosted it one year. And, yes, you did. You were, you were really good. You were really good. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think was it was, who was Mike, it last night? That Cliff guy. Gareth Cliff last night. Yes. Uh, I saw some tweets. So cool. um, I think they're still reading out the awards, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are only coming back next week, Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are awards important in your industry, Sam? It seems like they are. That's actually yeah. pretty stupid. Hey, awards are, are deemed important in most industries. No, but specifically in advertising, it's very weird because I don't think they're important at all. But Accolades. Uh, everyone else does. And you know what it is? It's that advertising doesn't quite know what its reason for being is, right? So everyone <laughs> who gets into advertising is actually secretly there because they want to make art, but art doesn't pay them money. So they're all these frustrated artists and they love creative awards because it's, it's then like all the other artsy creative people think that they're awesome. And that's actually the most important thing. But at the end of the day, we're actually trying to to help large corporates sell more of their baby powder. That's actually what we're trying to do. And we Mm -hmm. can't actually just embrace that. It's weird. It's this weird dichotomy in advertising. Well, I mean, there are awards in just about every industry, and uh, I'm not sure what to to make of them. I think the moment you're involved in an award process as as somebody who's been nominated, which usually means you nominated yourself Mm -hmm. in most awards, um, you, you kind of, the shine wears off pretty quickly. You realize that A, you have to enter to win, 
And the guys who are, are really out there passionately making things are too busy to enter them into award ceremonies. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the one thing you realize. And then you realize, like, it's a crapshoot in terms of judging and actually finding out who should win. Because so, actually, all the judges are the people who run the agencies that are submitting the awards, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, and again, I think it's the same in any industry. It's just like, yeah. well, okay, I've got this award. I know mm. the guys out there who are better than me at this stuff. They just weren't nominated. Yeah. I mean, my experience is I've, I've won a couple of awards in journalism, and the only reason mm. I, I got them at all was because they, they're the award ceremonies where um, where you actually get chosen by the panel of judges. You don't have to be nominated because oh, fuck cool. knows I wouldn't be nominated for anything. But. <laughs> But then you're like, okay, so I've got this award. I know there are guys out there who, who are better at the stuff than I am, mm. um, who just weren't identified by the judges or weren't nominated by their mothers or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't really rate these judges much because, honestly, if they knew what they were talking about, I don't think they'd be sitting around judging award ceremonies. <laughs> I think they'd be out there making millions doing stuff. Yeah. And it's just kind of, now I've got this thing. So you put it on your, where do you put it? You put it on your mantelpiece and your LinkedIn profile. And then people start uh, congratulating you and, and, um, <sighs> and wanting to ask you about that. And you're like, okay, well, you know. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, I love the fact that Red Bull, for the first time, you know, they did the whole Felix Lumbaum space jump thing, not quite from, from mm-hmm. the edge of space. Oh, like the coolest thing that happened in the world of advertising in the last year. They refused to enter to, into Cannes. They just refused. They were like, no actually <laughs> and everyone mm. was like but we want to give you all these awards and they were like no no thanks you cool. won the when the uh, public choice award well actually i think that's astute that's that's kind of our apple roles they just refuse to participate in the industry it's um, so great you go to yeah. mobile world congress which uh, you know is the biggest conference for the mobile industry uh, mm. that's held in barcelona every year i've been to like four or five of them it's ridiculous it's like it's 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 starting to get to the size of ces now and displacing all of the other electronic electronics shows because it's all about mobile you know sure yeah the first time i went phones were still uh things that looked like calculators um <laughs> Blackberry. And, and they were like you know 12 people uh having some chips um <laughs> and now it's like sixty thousand people and but you know apple's conspicuous in its absence because the entire industry is there you know like yeah. htc is there samsung is fuck me samsung is there they've got like a whole arena to themselves um mm. lg is there motorola's there google is there like everybody's there nokia you name it mm. apple doesn't go you know i'm sure they're apple people they're undercover yeah. uh, but apple does not make an official appearance you look mm. at the style of just the way apple operates you know Case in point, at Mobile World Congress a few years ago, they announced that the industry was now going to adopt micro USB as a standard for charging phones. And Mm. since then, every single smartphone, Nokia, (laughs) Samsung, BlackBerry, they all use the same micro USB ports for their chargers, except Apple. Apple's like, screw you, industry. (laughs) Do you know what's pretty great? Because... um, as soon as you start inviting comparisons between yourself and other people, which things like award shows and industry events inevitably do, you're going to get compared to other people and then people are going to think of you in the same terms that they think of everyone else. If you just refuse to play that game, you can just continue to be your own cult entity, which is totally what Apple is doing. You know, mm-hmm. like you never hear about people with Apple phones complaining about the fact that they don't have a micro USB port. Yeah. So that works for companies. Does it work for uh, individuals? to just not get involved yeah well i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to get this down to a personal level yeah Um, no probably not 
I so, don't know so, though. I just, I, I always, I'm so skeptical of these freaking people who you see, um, you meet them and then they, they send you a link to their LinkedIn profile and they've got all these awards listed on their little LinkedIn profile. You're like, dude, do you have nothing more interesting to do with your life? Is that what LinkedIn's <laughs> for? I mean, trying to figure I, I it out. I believe so. I believe I, so. I don't know what the, you know, <laughs> I, so I go back and I change things on LinkedIn all the time. Just, do you, you know. I no, I shouldn't say all the time, but I've gone back a few times and gone like, ah, like I don't like the description of that job I did ten years ago. Let's just I make up a new one or whatever. And then every time you change anything, it goes and tells all the guys you went to school with who so have linked silly. with you, and yeah. then they all congratulate you. Oh, well done on uh, that filing clerk job you had ten years ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my LinkedIn profile still says I'm at university. I feel like that's the last time I upgraded it. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if you if you created a service that made average human beings look like douchebags. I think that's what LinkedIn is. I think that's yeah. that was their that was their design constraint. Totally. Did you um, see that article that's been floating around about Twitter as the ultimate argument machine? I think it was it was published up on Medium somewhere. Um, yeah. And this guy posits, you know, the the meeting where some guys were sitting down. They're saying we want the perfect machine for irrational arguments okay what would we do we would firstly make sure that every message is too short that so you can't give a balanced mm-hmm. point of view you would make it instant and public and so you can't take anything yeah. back it's just like design twitter as an argument engine it's very funny so that's awesome so tw- yeah. twitter's twitter's where the the irrational argument engine linkedin is the make guys in jeans and t-shirts look like douchebags engine yeah. uh facebook is is what the rolodex I don't know. the place people, you go to avoid people, your mother people who went to high school with you who you really don't care about anymore yeah. it was it was it was it was all fun and games until our moms showed up oh i know and aunts and grandparents <laughs> oh my goodness and yeah. and and you know you really you you always knew how divergent your worldviews were when compared <laughs> to your uh, esteemed family members it's so funny because but when my- your friends on facebook <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. My my family, my extended family, is so embarrassing on Facebook because they keep going onto my my normal comments that kind of you know get buffered in there um, and commenting, but using like my my childhood nicknames or whatever. And like, hey, Sambi, how you doing, Nunu? Whatever. And you're just like, oh, come on, where's my street uh, cred, Sambi? <sighs> so um, you know they're probably going to listen to this too because you're going to post it to your Facebook page. Oh goodness, that's a that's a good point. I don't think they know mm-hmm. how to listen to podcasts, so I think I think I'm still safe with the audio. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm pretty sure my family member will hear my podcast. Uh, this podcast, this conversation, this conversation we're having. <laughs> As we've learned, they make their way onto the internet, uh, and they, anybody can listen to them. In on which case, hi. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so so I'm on LinkedIn right now watching people showing off about their bookmarks awards. Let me go into LinkedIn. What is still happening on LinkedIn? Why would you wow. do that, man? I don't know. I don't know. I just went oh, in man. to go and uh, read some congratulations. Ten people have new connections. Why do I care how other people are connected to other people I don't know? Honestly. I don't this, know. Oh, man. This LinkedIn the, is like the black the, hole of humanity. And now there's recommendations, right? So you can you, – I've, I've recommended you for, I think, uh, awesomeness and uh, hanging about or something. When – you can, I'm recommended for zombies. That's I've yay. got like 10 recommendations for zombies. Yeah. But you know, like when, <laughs> my favorite kind of recommendation <laughs> is that guy who you went to school with and like you didn't even complete school with. He was like there for one year, you know, when you were 16. And yeah. he's just recommended you for like particle <laughs> physics, you know. And you're like, really, really? You click that button. 
Oh man, uh, it's just it's so much fun to game this engine. I do. I now want to be recommended for particle physics. It sounds like a great idea. But you know, I'm told there are companies who legitimately, you know, well, whatever they use LinkedIn uh, in their hiring process. Yeah. I, the big corporate that we're affiliated with, one of their people very proudly told me that they uh, they have a pro LinkedIn account and they go and check out people they want to hire or something. I'm pretty sure our HR team does that as well. I mean, in fairness, they they you know internet stalk them to death and linkedin mm-hmm. is part of a much larger internet stalk but i know that they do sort of identify potential candidates through linkedin yeah. which is just frightening <laughs> your connection karen has endorsed you for new skills strategic communications and technology uh, well why do they keep great, endorsing karen, me for the boring stuff no before i say i don't know who karen is and she's listening <laughs> no Karen's i really rad. don't Shame, let's not pick on Karen. Oh, this is new. I, I find it ridiculous how LinkedIn tries to game your like public CV as well. So mm-hmm. now you have a profile strength indicator. Do you see that on the profile right? Profile strength indicator. I am nearly an all-star. Whoa. Ridiculous. Whoa. You've arrived, have, Sam. Sandy. I know. Clearly, I can just I can go home now. I've done everything in my okay. life that I need to do. I have a rocking LinkedIn profile. Uh, That's all well, that matters, really. At least your strange aunts aren't there yet. <laughs> But um, so so I like uh, we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of uh, I'm sensing a theme here. So let's take our thinking earlier about not participating in industry uh, douchebaggery uh, mm. and setting yourself apart, <laughs> which is also a way of just never being noticed and, and not doing a stitch of work in your life again. But um, <sighs> how would we apply that in in the world of LinkedIn? Do you go and tear down your profile? Doesn't seem like that'll help. <laughs> So this is the dichotomy, right? And especially if, you know... Does Corin have these skills? Air freight, logistics. Yeah, sure. Indoors. Yeah, totes. Sorry, Um, I interrupted you again. (laughs) So the problem is, like, it's easiest to not have any kind of public brand um, if you're just going to, you know, enter some big corporate and no one has to know who you are because you're just going to, you know, be part of the same company and get into these groups. As soon as you want to try and, I don't know, freelance or do many things or kind of just wander around and... Although, actually, no. Because you're never going to make a meaningful connection through LinkedIn anyway. You should just mm. be an awesome human being to the other people that you meet, and then stuff will happen. That probably yes. would set you apart. Let's tear down LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm going to delete my profile. Let's just do this. Come yeah. On. So, so in social media, it seems like um, it's douchebag or nothing, man. You, you know, like yeah. When, when you're Apple not going to Mobile World Congress, well, yeah, that makes a statement and creates a certain way of thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just re- choose not to participate in the world of social networking, well, uh, that doesn't set you apart. It sets you so far apart that nobody knows who you are. Makes you invisible, yeah. Unless, well, I suppose, back to the product thing. Hey, what's the, what, where's the quality in what you're doing? You know? Yeah. I, I would venture that while you know, being on Twitter certainly helps Neil Gaiman, uh, I, I, I somehow feel like the product of his creative endeavors would be enough to get him uh, where he wants to be in life without Twitter. In mm. fact, I might even like him more if he wasn't there. I mean, Jonathan Franzen is not on Twitter, and he's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are you doing, and does that matter? Because mm. thinking that what you're doing on Twitter matters, maybe that's the wrong thing to be worrying about. Mm, for sure. Because actually, it has more of a cost than we're conscious of, right? So participating in these things and kind of having that very low-level voice somewhere in your brain saying, oh, wow, I haven't tweeted in like two weeks. I should really yeah. put something up there. You yeah. know, that's, that's, that's investment. That's I investment of yourself. I something from 9gag. <laughs> Get it on the Ooh, internet. BuzzFeed list. BuzzFeed list. Yeah. Um, that's just totally. wrong. And People do why? this, Sam. They do this every day. I've, are we stating the obvious? We probably are, hey? We probably are. I, I feel like we do Be that awesome. often, but that's okay. And all else will follow. 
uh, on the internet and elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also just think that people are much more self-centered about these things than we think. Like, so I have a confession, which is that I'm on Twitter and I tweet, I tweet probably 10 times a week or something, you know, relatively frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I almost never read other people's tweets anymore. I just tweet from Buffer. I almost Mm. never go in there. So I'm just shouting into the void, which is terrible. It's completely like the wrong thing. Mm. No, Um, I don't think it's wrong. I kind of like that. It's actually fine though, right? Because think about LinkedIn as well. Mm. Like the, most people are probably checking their own profile re- religiously every single week mm. or whatever, but you're unlikely to be really reading other people's mm. profiles. So actually, we're all just building these public facades of ourselves that no one else is even looking at. I just worry about society, Sam. I, you know, I think the future will not smile kindly upon this era. I think no. our children will look back upon this time and go, my God, this was the most narcissistic period <laughs> of history. There was a mass delusion underway. They'll, uh, they'll look back at this like we look back at the Victorian era's toilet habits when people were <laughs> shitting in buckets and throwing them out the window and going, yeah. what the actual fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how do we accelerate that? Like, I don't know. Do you just ignore it and just refuse to play the game? Ugh, well, I, I, I kind of, I'm guilty of playing the game, but I think I think recently I've gotten a lot better just not doing it. Um, yeah. If I see something I want to share with my friends, sure. I've been mm. using Path a lot because what I like about Path is uh, you have to kind of keep it down to a minimum of, you know, the closest yeah. people that you really want to communicate everything with. Mm. Um, and then when I'm, you know, out seeing something awesome in a foreign land and mm. I want to share it with somebody, well, I know that publishing it to path, only my really closest friends are going to see it. Um, yeah. And I'm including them in a moment. Whereas when I push it out to Twitter, it feels like I'm, I'm just showboating, you know? It's like, look at me. I'm standing next to Jesus in Rio. <laughs> Don't you wish you were me? And I think that's what Twitter is for a lot of people. It's... Yeah. Um, Oh, you know, I was I was talking about Ernest Becker last week. He would have made a meal of what's happening on Twitter because when you unpack it psychologically, uh, mm. you know, it's it's the ultimate uh, tool in your transference or whatever problem. It's yeah. just you know, my life is shit, but damn, that one nice thing that happened yesterday when I posted on Twitter, somebody else wished they were me for a moment. Totally. And that's all anyone else sees about everyone else's life. So everyone else, everyone constantly believes that everyone else is having a much cooler life than they are, which is also this weird side effect. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, what's really interesting is if you look at young people who've kind of just started taking this sort of thing for granted, so sort of people who are like 16, 17, 18 now, they're mm-hmm. all moving over to instant messaging platforms. Facebook is, is really concerned because their advertising model relies on people doing this public wankery shit. Um, and more and more, teenagers are using Twitter just for, I mean, Facebook, just for Facebook chat. Everyone's moving over to like WeChat and I don't know, all these things. And it's very hard for brands to get involved in those conversations. Woohoo! That's probably pretty good for like Mixit's business model. Yeah, probably. Because they're all about the messaging, right? Well, they were, but then Alan Not Craig Jr. came in and decided they should rather be a platform and kind of restructured the business. So I don't know whether since he left, people have tried to move it back to instant messaging. But Maybe. yeah, I don't know. I, I think Mixit is, is Although is, I do is love the way trouble. older people look at what teenagers were doing as, as some kind of suggestion for the way we should be behaving. You know, <laughs> oh, you know they're smoking crack and uh, wearing really big shoes and, uh, and, <laughs> and hanging out at the mall. And sending naked photos to each But other they're also Snapchat. using WhatsApp instead of Twitter. <laughs> Somehow that's a good idea and the rest of it is uh, uh, not so much. 
Yeah, possibly. Yeah, they're wearing they're wearing the caps with the flat peaks. Who the fuck does that with the sticker <laughs> still on it? But uh, and listening to Justin Bieber. But 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 best we pay attention uh, to what they're doing on social media because they may actually have a clue. They might actually have a good idea because you know they they they're not as as wooed by the newness of these things as our generation still was think at some so. point. I think teenagers are more worried about this than anybody else. There's mm-hmm. nothing more conspicuous in its own mind than a teenager. Mm. They are self-aware, awkward little things. Um, and if anybody's going to worry about what their friends are thinking about them, it's a teenager, right? Has, the, yeah, things, has, has our inherent biology changed that much since I was a teenager? <laughs> probably not. It has probably gotten worse because you, you can be involved in that sort of self-definition process. I wonder what happens now, you know, because I was one of those really awkward teenagers, at least until I was like 15. I kind of got slightly less awkward at around 15. But mm-hmm. up until then, I was like, I couldn't talk to people without blushing, particularly not if they were... Of another gender, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I wonder if that's changed now because messaging is no, kind of less still personal. The same, Sam. <laughs> I screw you. No, I mean for for like 13, <laughs> awkward thirteen year old girls because I'm sure all the cool thirteen year old girls they're all on Snapchat and they're like taking selfies, oh my sometimes God. like naked, oh my God. and you know they're like I don't know glitterizing their profiles or whatever the equivalent is of what we used to do on MySpace. But what are the Cassandra? awkward girls doing? <laughs> Are they like, you know, hanging out on the edge on like, I don't know, WhatsApp, being like, hey guys, <laughs> what's happening? And everyone just ignores them. Mm, probably, <laughs> probably something like that. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, Shane, you're about to have a preteen on your hands. Jeez, I've just realized. Dude, Isn't he's he- eight. No, dude, but puberty hits at like 10 these days. Oh, really? I have seen this with my baby cousins. It's oh, frightening. Dear. Oh, dearie me. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll have to deal with that, Sam. I mean, the fact that I feel pubescent probably doesn't help the situation. <laughs> you <still> relate. <laughs> um, uh. But, uh, but you know, we'll roll with that one. What can mm. I say? Being a parent is hard when you're still convinced in your own mind that you're 17. It's tough. <laughs> it's, uh, you don't feel worthy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's, I, you, I do sometimes feel like I just want to, I just want to out myself, you know, because people will be having very grown up conversations with me, like in business meetings where they're discussing uh-huh. contract terms. And I just want to like, I don't know, stand up and yell, you know what? I've been thinking about Lego for the last five minutes. Like really? Well, maybe if more people did that, <laughs> we'd get to the point anymore. more quickly. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Spreadsheets are nothing like Lego, Sam. They're kind of like Lego. Mm-mm. You can. They're, they're actually quite. You know, there's there's cool stuff you can do with Excel. You can like, like write the little tables. formulae. Pivot tables are so exciting. I <laughs> I am so excited by pivot tables because I only learned how to do them like a month ago. So you know, when you do like a BA, no one teaches you about these things. About so, pivot tables. About pivot no. tables, and you're like, oh my god, that's amazing. We glossed over that in uh, English lit. Yeah, <laughs> religious studies third year, <laughs> religion yeah. and the self. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like anything's missing from my makeup, though. From so, what? <laughs> uh, oh, contrarianism, okay. not participating. Yes. Uh, yes. It all sounds great and very lonely. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and uh, a form of douchebaggery in its own way, perhaps. Mm. I mean, that's the thing, right? If you try and be be the anti person and kind of be the one who fills out your LinkedIn profile with fake shit about being a unicorn wrangler, you're just as much of a douchebag, unfortunately. Uh, a WordPress theme ninja. Yeah. Um, 
Dude, yeah, totally. But, uh, you know, back to what we were saying. So I suppose it's about authenticity, right? It's about quality. Mm. It's about, um, well, if you're Neil Gaiman, then sure, tweet about your uh, book signing tour. But if you're um, John Wrangler, who, um, you know, mm. self-published that book that three people have bought on Amazon, one of which is your mother, mm. well, maybe I don't want to hear from you on Twitter then. And maybe you should shut the fuck up about being a ninja mm. and go and write more books until you get good at it. For sure, yeah. Does that make and any... Mm, no, is totally that authenticity? Does. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, somewhat. Um, <laughs> and also just humility, you know, like realizing you're not actually freaking important. Um, I think that something that people should endeavor to do more is reveal their vulnerabilities in the online space, you know, because we mm-hmm. spend so much time with the photo of you with Jesus, like the real Jesus. Oh, my God, I met the real Jesus, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we don't spend... He was hanging out, having a milkshake. <laughs> you never, I mean, you're never going to like post an Instagram photo of you chilling on the couch with like I don't know some microwave popcorn on your lap because you feel, you feel too lazy mm. to cook dinner you know like that that's never going to make it onto the internet although dude um, let me just say that if you do ever run into JC please you have my permission to tweet a picture <laughs> dude I will I will have Hashtag to take like, selfie with Jay-Z. DNA samples that can prove he's real mm-hmm. anyway um, yeah I mean people people and being vulnerable and kind of being shit at things mm-hmm. and failing, all of that's part of, of being human. So yeah, I think, I don't know. Especially being shit at things. Exactly. We should actually just all try to be mm-hmm. a little bit more human online and not all try to be these uber versions mm-hmm. of ourselves all the time. Okay. So what's the best thing you've seen this week? I've got two. Oh, David Attenborough documentaries. Yes. (laughs) I've rediscovered my absolute obsession with David Attenborough. So I'm whizzing through Mm -hmm. Frozen Planet um, and I've sort of got some Blue Planet going on on the side. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I I keep forgetting. And it just every time it reminds me how screwed up nature is. And Mm -hmm. nature just has no sense of story. You know, like there's this one clip I was watching (laughs) of these (laughs) of these tiny little little baby eagles or whatever. So they were in their little airy or whatever, and they haven't learned to fly yet. And they have to fly by sort of getting kicked out of the nest. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah. Um, but so the parents sort of there's there's three little babies. So the parents sort of kick the first one out of the nest, and and it's this beautiful soaring moment as it like feels its wings for the first time uh-huh. and it starts to flap and it sort of starts to glide and you're like oh my god, and then a fox eats it because it falls to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like damn it nature come on this is not what Disney told me life was going to be like. And yeah. then they kick the second bird out and a fox eats it. And then they kick the third bird out and a fox eats it. And you're mm-hmm. like. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, Happens every day puts, in forests everywhere, Sam. I know. Nature puts everything in mm. perspective. But David Attenborough is awesome. He's wonderful. So that's the best thing in my life mm-hmm. right now. What about you? Uh, two best things I saw this week were uh, M&M and M in M&Ms. It's uh, an image on the <laughs> internet. It's an image of M&M <laughs> and M from James Bond in a pile of M&Ms. Uh, M and M and M in M and M's. I'll uh, I'll post it to our notes from this episode, which you will find <laughs> okay. at seed.tv forward slash tbtd forward slash twenty one. I just Those found that that is that is truly splendid. Mm. The other <laughs> thing is Doctor Carmela's guide to understanding the introverted, mm. which I, I love. See that? Yeah, I did. By see Schroeder that. Jones. That thing about energy and like hamster balls. <laughs> I you know I'm always skeptical when people talk about energy. Because, mm. you know, it's this abused term. It's like, oh, your energy is wrong. What the fuck do you mean my energy is wrong? 
<laughs> this mystical energy field. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, it just, we bandy it around and, and people mm. use it to establish authority. It's like, mm. uh, you know, his energy in that meeting. Well, what do you mean his energy in that meeting? Um <laughs> It's anyway, like, uh, let's anyway. not go into the pseudoscience field again. But uh, mm. that aside, I did like uh, the guide to dealing with introverts. I, I, it, uh, something in it um, resonated, I think, is what hippies would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got one other one, actually. Uh, you know, Did you ever read Hyperbole and a Half, that fantastic webcomic? No. So it, it was brilliant. And what I loved about it, it is it was completely about vulnerabilities. And, you know, she was kind of battling with depression and, and spent a lot of time talking about how weird she was as a kid. Mm. Um, but deeply, deeply funny. And she, uh, she, her depression got really bad about a year ago and she just stopped writing. Um, mm. And then she, she sort of come back in the last couple of months and she's just launched a book. Um, and there is a video of her reading the first story, which is about how she, when she was 27, she remembered that uh, when she was 10 she'd written herself a letter you know to herself in the future that she'd Mm. buried in the garden and she went and found this letter thinking it would be this really cathartic moment and it turns out that 10 year old self had kind of written her uh, this letter saying hi I am Ali Brosh my name is I am age 10 I really like dogs my favorite (laughs) breeds of dogs are and then goes on to list all of her favorite breeds of dogs nice (laughs) it's really funny it's very cool so hyperbole and a half is back that's right check it out love it okay all right, cool. Sam. Samby. Oh, no. No. Mm. It's going to spread. Okay, let's do this again next week. Okay, deal. Let's, uh, let's talk about stuff. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Stay cool. Don't be a douchebag. Uh, it's hard, man. I'm trying. Uh, right back at you. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be following your movements on LinkedIn. Between it's, really now and hard. Then. it's really hard to not be a douchebag in my industry, but I will yeah. try. I will endeavor. It's really hard to uh, not be a douchebag on Twitter when your life is as awesome as mine. <laughs> Screw you. I'm going to start. <laughs> no, really, guys, it is awesome. Seriously, I'll post a picture of me with a uh, DJ later. <laughs> okay, you do that. <laughs> I'll chat to you next week. Goodbye, Sambi. Goodbye, Simon Dingle. Bye-bye. <laughs>